Welcome to The Tech That Connects Us, a podcast dedicated to the stories of leaders in the technology industries that bring us closer together, specifically content and media, satellite and news space, connectivity and cybersecurity. Your hosts are me, John Clifton, Laurie Scott and Will Trenchard, the founders of Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm focused on these exact industries. We love being a part of them and we're excited to share these stories with you. Welcome to the Tech That Connects Us. Your hosts today are me, Tegan Villaney, Managing Consultant and Henry Johnson Consultant. And we are delighted to be joined by Mark Johns. Mark started his career as a broadcast system coordinator and was the head of production and commercial producer at Radio City in Liverpool. He's been a general manager with Dalit and the CTO of New View by Ericsson and is now the Chief Executive Officer of Switch Media. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. Great to be here. Oh, well, to get the story started, we'd like to go back to the beginning. How and why did you get into the broadcast media industry? It's a long story, but I guess it started with a passion for radio, really. I had a passion for radio from a a very early age and uh, <clears throat> my uh, local radio station was uh, Radio City in Liverpool which I used to listen to uh, constantly uh, which I did end up uh, obviously working for which was fantastic but uh, just really a passion for for radio so when it came to making choices I always made choices that led me down the, the path of audio so I went from uh, from school basically into an audio engineering college um, that I actually wasn't allowed to be in. <laughs> um, I had a fantastic lady uh, who who got me in there um, called uh, called Eileen Hurst, and her son was actually a, a sound engineer for PWL. I don't know if you remember PWL. So mm-hmm. Kylie no and Jason, and, uh, and uh, he was actually Sunita's engineer uh, back in the day. So. It was the first person I'd ever had a conversation with uh, was Eileen, who understood what I was talking about, uh, which was amazing. Um, so she actually got me in this um, uh, on a I think called the European Social Fund Sound Engineering uh, Diploma, uh, and um, and then off we went from from there. Really, um, it was all really a, a sequence of somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody, uh, which is always the way. Uh, especially in in this industry, so actually the guy that was running the um, uh, the studio was a guy called Phil Burns, and um, he knew another guy, uh, and eventually um, a guy called Leo Cubbin took me under his wing. But and then I was still only seventeen uh, at the time, um, so I managed to to get my my foot in the door at um, at Radio City as a uh, as a commercial producer. So trainee commercial producer. So I made all those really annoying adverts, uh, <laughs> uh, all those really annoying local adverts, shall we say. Um, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that, was, uh, that was me. So really, um, it all really started with, um, uh, with radio and, um, and it just, just grew from there, really. 
Got it. Really nice to hear um, how it all started out, Mark. And I mean, taking us to um, the past now, there has been so much change within the broadcast media industry. Do you ever take the chance to reflect on this? And if so, what would you say has been the biggest change? Yeah, I do. I think about it a lot, probably more than I should, uh, really. And that's that's when I start to feel older. Is <laughs> uh, when I start to start to think about things like that. Um, for me, I know this is very typical, but for me, the biggest change in the industry uh, was the move from uh, linear to non-linear, um, because that affected and still affects everything. I don't think we realize today, uh, people starting out today don't really realize the non-linear world. You know? um, when, I, when I started out, um, I was editing with a China Graph pencil and a razor blade and some quarter-inch tape. Uh, and everything had to be done in real time. You know, you had to line everything up and, and you had to hit all the buttons at the right time. And, and then hopefully at the end of it, you had a 30-second radio commercial. And if you got anything wrong, uh, within that time, you know, it was a, a balance was off or something was panned to the left or, or whatever, you had to start again. Uh, and, you know, in 30 seconds, that's not so bad. But if you're trying to mix something like a, uh, a program, uh, you know, a sports program or a documentary or, or, or something like that, then you, you've got to start all the way uh, from the beginning. Um, and then in the mid-90s, this great bit of software called Sadie uh, was around. Um, which I believe is still just about going, and um, and then the world started turning into a non-linear world, and we now take it completely for granted. I mean, the fact that you can, you know, go onto your favorite video app and jump to the middle of a program, you just couldn't do that before. Um, and uh, and yes, it was a while ago, but um, I mean, people are still running tape. You know, still we are running tape today, uh, and obviously everyone wants to wants to digitize, but yeah, the move from from a, a linear world to a non-linear world, I think, is something that uh, has a has a has had a massive uh, a massive impact on the on the industry over the last say twenty five years. It's certainly one that I think everyone takes for granted as well, like you mentioned. And I suppose, whilst on that topic, Mark, what technologies do you think have had the biggest impact on the industry overall? Um, it's easy to say IP, um, but that's more recent. Um, I, I think again, going going from uh, computers sounds too generic, but but you know, going going from um, hardware to software is um, just generally you know a, a really big shift over the past um, past twenty years. I mean, just the fact that we're doing this, you know. Uh, we needed ISDN lines and we needed codecs and CDQ primas and, and all this other stuff uh, to be able to just have this have this kind of conver conversation. So the things we can do in software today uh, are incredible uh, compared to um, to what we've been able to, to do in the past, and it's only going to get better. You know, it's uh, I think that um, yeah, the move to to software is a is a it's just generally you know, a really uh, transformative uh, thing for uh, uh, for not just our industry, obviously, for, for, for everyone. 
it makes you think as well where is it going to be in the next five years or in the next 10 years when we'll be doing um, take two of the podcast in the, <laughs> in 10 years time and I suppose you've held a number of leadership roles Mark what is it that you enjoyed about this but also what have been the challenges involved with this um people is always the thing I enjoy um the most working with people different people uh people of different skill sets learning um just all the time absolutely love learning whether it's you know studying or whether it's just like talking to people and listening to um to their point of view um challenges wise there are so many <laughs> there there are so many um I think what the, the thing to remember, I think all all the time in in when you're faced with challenges, is that everyone's got an individual story. Nobody comes to work today and thinks, you know, I'm going to be a fool today. You know, there's there's usually something going on. So if you can, if they'll let you, if you can dig a little deeper and try and understand and work with, you know, the problem or the challenge. Um, then it generally, the, the general outcome is uh, is much much better that way. But love learning, uh, love the fact that you know there's so many different people in our industry with different skill sets, and um, and love to just learn from from others. Oh, no, really nice to hear, Mark. Um, I completely agree as well. And we've heard about Mark's career progression, and we've looked back at the past. So that brings us nicely to the present. Mark, we uh, met at NAB back in April, which, gosh, feels like five minutes ago now, even though it was you know, nearly two months ago, which is insane. Um, but being at NAB and looking at the market at the moment, what, what do you think is the most exciting emerging technology at, at the moment? I know there was loads of it at the show, but I'd, I'd be keen to hear your point of view. It's a really big question again. <laughs> I think there's, there's, there's so there's, there's so much going on. Um, yeah, there was some really good stuff with remote production. Um, I think that's that's here to stay. You know, I think uh, especially um, with obviously the the pandemic, uh, it's changed our mindsets in periods of weeks or months which would have would have necessarily taken taken years um the technology around remote production is improving all the time uh mm -hmm. there were some really good demonstrations at um an nab one one particular cloud provider had something really really impressive um but um if you just just from a whole industry point of view you you used to have to send I don't know how many people, the Olympics, let's say, you know, thousands yeah. of people, like, I guess, thousands uh, to be able to pull off um, an event such as this, or, or even just a Premier League football match, it must be tens of people, um, maybe, maybe hundreds, I, I don't know. But um, now to the, to be able to backhaul all of those clean feeds to somewhere else, uh, we'll have uh, a reliable way of transporting that stuff out of stadiums and then back to the central uh, uh, MCR and and do the um, do the production from from there is is really uh, gonna well it is transformative already um, hugely yeah and it's 
it's something that's been around for a while. It's something that at Ericsson we did a lot of work. Uh, it's a, a fantastic project. Um, but it was just too early. Like people's yeah. mindsets, people's mindsets didn't, it was the mindsets that were the problem, not the technology at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, um, you know, the, this is, um, it's going to be accelerated if it hasn't already been accelerated uh, by yeah. the uh, pandemic. And just the fact that we're generally happier to, <laughs> to stay at home, <laughs> I think it's, yeah. a, you know, and, uh, yeah. and produce, produce from home, work from home or produce from somewhere central, not far from your home, you know, um, rather than having to uh, or get on a plane to uh, to go somewhere. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of um, really great stuff in um, in remote um, remote production and also transport. Obviously, it goes hand in hand. Uh, there's a lot of really great stuff in uh, in IP uh, transport that's making it much more uh, reliable. Uh, especially over the open internet and uh, standards are improving all the time um, and getting more interoperable, uh, which is obviously really important. You know, you really need to be able to plug your stuff into the same switch as somebody else's stuff and know it's going to talk to each other. And we're, we're getting there. Um, we're not, you know, we're definitely on the on the road to that, to uh, that what used to be not long ago in Nirvana, I think. So, yeah. And you, it's really interesting as you, as you were speaking there, I was thinking and you, you've touched on it. That's the, the, the tech. How, how do you think um, people are in the industry at the moment? Because there has been so much change and flux and you as a, as a senior leader, you know, we've got to be moldable and flexible and people's attitudes towards work in the industry I think I've seen a huge shift in the last few years. What would you say on that? I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're. I think <laughs> you're right. And again, the you know the pandemic's done so much to change all of our mindsets. We yeah. um, at Switch, I remember, I don't know how many years ago, maybe three years ago, having you know, quite. Um, I wouldn't call them heated, but quite passionate. Uh, conversations about people working from home, you know, and oh, yes. you know, how do we know what they're doing and all this stuff. And um, you know, the pandemic's taught us that, especially our company, I mean, we don't have to think about those things you know, at all. Um, people have done, and people are doing, I think, generally, I mean, obviously, not everybody, but generally, um, you know, the, the productivity is, is greater than, it, than it's ever been. I agree. Um, and I think, you know, it's, I mean, it's, um, what time is it now? We're here in, I'm here in Sydney and you're there in, uh, in, in the UK and it is 20 past six now and my day's not done and your day's just starting, you know, in, in yes. the old, old world, I would have left the office by now, you know, yeah. it's, uh, and, um, and it's not, um, just me, everyone's, you know, everyone's, um, more flexible. Uh, I think, and, and companies or our company certainly overall is more flexible. You know, I don't, need to know where you are and what you're doing at this time of the day and that time of day i just need to know that the the outcomes are there you know? mm. um, and it's funny isn't it a situation that was restricting the outcome of which has actually been increased flexibility yeah yep yeah. and it's now um it's now an expectation 
you know? I yeah. Think, uh, if somebody's coming to work for you uh, or they're thinking of leaving you, then this is one of the key things, which is, um, you know, if I had a conversation recently with a, with a lady who, she basically said, you know, the, the, you know these, these are my things and one of them is flexibility. You know, it's, it's not just salary and package and, and whatever. Flexibility is super important. And, um, yeah, we went from a, from a place um, where you know, having to log your working from home and all of this stuff mm. uh, to a place now where um, I was in the office yesterday and I was the only one there. So uh, and uh, I have no worries about what anyone's doing because I know they're all doing fantastic things. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think um, some of the the challenges are for the industry at the moment? We've, we've talked about the really positive things, but um, or maybe I should use opportunities for growth um, is, is the more popular term. But, but what do you think is challenging at the moment for the industry? And um, what do you think we're having to wrestle with and, and gets to grips with, you know, in when well, it's now the end of June 2022? It's another good question. I think that um, I think that we do like our face to face things, don't we? In the, oh, so in the much. I think, so um, much. We, I mean, I, I don't know if you're the only one who can't wait for IBC. Well, no, it's, um, you know, everyone's nodding. And, um, yeah, yeah. We, I think that's, um, it's, we, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of things get done on a whiteboard uh, mm -hmm. between companies and, and, and you can move things along, you know, pretty quick, which is, um, kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about with um, you know with with working with uh, people inside the company but working between companies and devising solutions i think we really like to you know be in the be in the same room as each other and draw on a whiteboard and scribble and have lunch and, and uh, yeah. talk about stuff you know that that stuff is um it's a bit of a challenge um and it's and and definitely i've noticed it between companies you know there was there's companies who I used to see quite a lot and we're now seeing each other again. Um, and we, we laugh and go, isn't it hilarious that, you know, you live down the road and I live down the road and we only meet in Las Vegas. You know, this, you know? <laughs> I know. It's not just um, me then. <laughs> no. no. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's been um, that, that, that side of things, I think, inter, interoperably uh, between companies and, and vendors has been um, uh, a bit of a bit of a challenge. Agreed, agreed. Well, talking of IBC coming up, that, that leads us very nicely to, to the future, Henry. So I always say, Mark, predicting the future, um, I think maybe is a dangerous game, but we like to ask anyway, what do you think the future holds for the video space? Oh, it's another... <laughs> so it's a good one. <laughs> it's another really... Yeah, it's another... I mean... Um... I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I feel that we're probably entering into a space now that we've we don't we don't really know what we're getting into. Um, there are big companies who have big budgets who are changing the world in ways that never been seen before, especially 
people like cloud providers. Um, yeah. And you know they they have they they've been taking some of the best people in the industry yeah. and moving them into a different industry, I suppose. But um, but providing these tools and these tools are things that um, most people um, could not create on their own uh, or could not yeah. manage on their own. Um, and now, you know, if I wanted to try something out and I could just do it this afternoon and then I can yeah. turn it off again. And this isn't new, obviously. Uh, but what is um, interesting is just how deep um, now we're now going. You know, we're going, we, we're not just talking computers or databases or whatever. We're talking specific graphics workflows or, yeah. or things like, like that. You know, there's, um, and, there's, and these things are becoming a service. Um, and, you know, if you had to go out and buy something, then obviously you need to need to invest in that. You probably got to buy the yeah. software, and at best you're going to buy a license for a year or, or, or whatever, um, or a perpetual license. And you might be able to just turn something on and use it and turn it off again, which is obviously you know the, the beauty of um, Video Cloud. But there's there's so much um, investment going in to simplifying and, and extracting all of the complexity away yeah. from people like us <laughs> you know yeah we, we fill in some boxes and the complexity happens somewhere else and we get a result and we pay a cent for it um again it's not new but the it is getting deeper and deeper um and more and more fully fully fledged um yeah but um there's there's so many um other things going on in terms of uh, data. There's a lot of stuff. I think that yeah. we've just woken up to data uh, in our industry, um, especially first-party data, and knowing our users and knowing our subscribers. Um, this is things that people who have been in the sort of ad tech type world know and have known for for a yeah. really really long time. But I yeah. think that we're just waking up. Uh, to the fact that um, this is now a necessity. Uh, you need to know everything about it. It's not um, good enough to just say, uh, here's some content, everybody. You, know, you need yeah. to know that Henry likes this kind of stuff and uh, yeah. hyper, hyper personalization. Um, and I think also um, there could be more consolidation in the industry. I mean, it's, it's been going on for for a long time, but um, I think there could be there could be more consolidation, especially now we're in June uh, 22, and yeah. um, the 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 world started taking a bit of a turn uh, in terms yeah. of uh, you know, we were cruising along <laughs> lovely not so long ago, and uh, you know the uh, economic world has taken a bit of a turn, and that may have some impacts on uh, um, on on maybe the next 12, 24 months but um yeah almost impossible to predict the future but um there's a few things that might may, may happen i don't no definitely and i really echo that in regards to the data analytics and the engagement and the measurement space we've seen a lot of explosive growth i know nab was certainly the highlight from that and i suppose taking a bit over to yourself mark um you spend a lot of time working all over the world from the uk to south africa now in australia 
out of curiosity, would you relocate again? And if so, where would you want to go? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I'd relocate again. There are lots of places I like to go. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't think I would relocate again unless it was something amazing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, this is my second time relocating to Sydney. So I guess that says something. I mean, yeah. Sydney is an absolutely incredible city um, that I take for granted every, every yeah. day and I have to pinch myself. Um, London is also an incredible city. So, you know, it's, yeah. um, I absolutely loved, loved time in uh, London. Um, but one place I, I, I wouldn't relocate, but I, I love to visit um, and haven't visited enough is Cape Town. absolutely love uh, Cape Town. <sighs> There's a, there's a show there in November most years. I'm not sure if it's on this year uh, called Africa Com. And um, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to go to Africa Com, I think, three times and love every love every minute oh. of that week in uh, in Cape Town. Fantastic. You've got you know, the mountains and the beaches and fantastic coffee and amazing yeah. vineyards. It's just, just magical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds brilliant. I think for us UK and us Brits as well, the sunshine is always a nice added bonus when, <laughs> when going to a trade show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Well, really interesting to get your insights on all things past, present and future. Our next section is something I think we can all agree and we need to address as much as possible and as often as possible. And that's diversity, Degan. Yeah, Mark, it, what would you say you or how have you seen the issues surrounding diversity change uh, over your career? Over my career, that's um, it's changed a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, I it's, hoped uh, you'd say that. Yeah, over my career, it's absolutely changed um, massively, massively. I mean, it's, we're in a much better place now than we were when I started out in nineteen ninety one. Everyone was a uh, white generally bearded male you know in <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in the in the radio world um i mean now it's it's just completely the opposite there there's um opportunities for everyone uh doesn't yeah. matter who you, who you are where you come from it's just so you know it's absolutely fantastic now from where um from where it used to be i think it took quite a long time to change um it has. as well um, but now I think in the, maybe in the last sort of, um, 10 years, I think the, the, the change or the rate of change is, um, is a lot faster. Um, I think that mostly now anyone can do, in fact, not mostly anyone can do anything, you know, there's absolutely nothing stopping anyone from, from doing any, anything. Um, and being in a country like, uh, Australia and a city like Sydney, um, diversity is everywhere and it's actually yeah. one of the reasons that we decided to move back here uh, really? from, uh yeah yeah it was a real um uh um you know when you do those lists of for and against <laughs> yeah <laughs> we um we actually uh, we were living in uh, in cornwall um in the uk uh, which is obviously a beautiful uh part of the world but um absolutely no diversity at all um you know zero no, almost zero or zero yep yeah and um and we thought we don't want the children growing up 
thinking that this is what the world looks like. Um, yeah. So it was one of the um, it was one of the things that um, that um, was on the on the list to to move back and and being here is just it's just a melting pot. It's a little bit like London, except probably yeah, even even more, especially with Asian cultures and of um, course the food is amazing. <laughs> I only hear good things. I only hear good things. Uh, And I completely agree with you. You know, there is no reason or or no job within the industry that anyone couldn't do. And yet we still struggle as a overall as an industry to um, attract diverse talent. What ideas or advice would you have? have for the industry when it comes to improving that diverse talent? I take one specific example um, is that, um, and it's not actually my example, it's one that I I saw from being in in somebody else's office. Um, Uh But there was was a a lady came for an interview and um, I can't remember exactly where she was from. It might have been, I think it was Iran. And, right. um, and she she hadn't got anywhere um, at all um, and she had incredible qualifications and um, she was a microprocessor engineer I think um, wow. and um, they in their company they had a, um, a policy of letting the people who are going to work with the people interview and not the managers um, and uh, this lady uh, had a couple of interviews and started. And um, and I, I, it was a company who I, uh, they were a small company, who I I worked with quite closely. So you know had yes. a lot of interaction with with her, and she was amazing. And she was given no opportunity just because of who she was and possibly wow. where she came from. Wow, gosh. Um, and um, and yeah, the the way of hiring was was great. You know, there wasn't. Um, it was it was the people who were working or going to work together with um, that person. So they had three levels of interviews, um, and uh, and the final one was just with the with the owners to say hello, welcome, pretty much, um, you know. Um, but um, yeah, one small story that's not actually mine. Yeah, <laughs> no, really interesting. You know, maybe mm. part of part of or one piece of the puzzle. It, is we need to completely look at how we actually interview individuals um, and how we open that door for for people. Yeah, because there's there's always, what do you say always? There's there's always the risk of confirmation bias, or you know, you you you're looking for somebody like you because because you are, you know. Uh, yeah. At, le- at least from a skill set point of view. Uh, you know, or, or someone like you uh, resonates more, should I say? I think with with you, and um, so opening that you know that interview process up to, to others um, with different skill sets, different backgrounds, I think can only be a positive uh, thing. And we do that all the time. All of our yeah. own, well, I, I don't do any interviews. They're all done by um, engineers. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and those people who are going to be um, uh, working together. Mm. And, it, you know, the the evidence and the research speaks for itself. It is proven time and time again that more diverse teams create a more productive uh, workforce and, and a better company 
an environment. We, yeah. we have a um, we have a, uh, a a welcome sign on the front of our office. Yes, and it's in twenty one languages. Wow, uh, love that. Uh, so when we when we moved office, we asked um, everybody to write welcome in their language, and then we and then we went. We had a big sign made. Um, oh, so 21. That point, that's incredible at that point in time we had 21 different different languages in the company yeah, yeah. that is outstanding absolutely yeah. outstanding well yeah. uh, i mean we could continue talking about this and, and chewing this over for for hours and hours no doubt um but henry i'm gonna pass over to you now so possibly my favorite question of the podcast mark and we've learned a bit about you already but i'm sure our listeners would love to learn a bit more we're a curious bunch um what is your idea of a perfect weekend <laughs> there's, um there's a few different types i think yeah <laughs> a of, um uh going we have a we have a, um some friends who live in the mountains and we've got some friends who live up the coast and going up to one of their places at the weekend is just awesome. It's absolutely oh. fantastic. Um, it's really, um, really, really lovely. If even though you're only 90 minutes on the road, it feels like you're in a different world. Uh, yeah. I absolutely love doing that. But um, if we don't do that, I, I, I'm quite simple. I, uh, I, <laughs> I quite like the, the feeling of uh, at least on one day of the weekend, uh, achieving something. Yeah. Um, and then that, that's uh, and it doesn't have to be very much. You could just be mowing the garden, or you know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a lot. But you know, I've done something today. Excellent. Uh, and then the other day of the weekend, I like to do absolutely nothing if I can help it. I'm with you there. Yeah. The oh, say, what are we going to do today? And I say, whatever you like. But I'm doing yeah. absolutely nothing if I can help it today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's glad to hear it, and thank you for that, Mark. And now we will dive into our quick fire round. Ooh, okay. No clues. You're going to just have to think on your feet. And I'm going to dive straight in. What is your favourite family vacation spot? Because of the children and the youngest ones still eight, it's got to be Disney World. Strong, strong. Mm. And if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Right here in Sydney. Love that. Love that. City or country? um country just yeah and what right is on the edge yeah oh so you got the perfect blend of both more or less yeah <laughs> yeah excellent what is your favorite game or sport to watch and play uh it is watching liverpool do anything <laughs> ideally lift trophies ideally lift <laughs> trophies they came close this year well, we've got two. Two out of you four. You've got two. Two out of four. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car? Definitely drive a car. Yeah, so therefore... Going. <laughs> just rather be on, on a car as opposed to a horse. Yes. Yeah, I'm a bit <laughs> tall for a horse. It would have to be a very big horse. Yeah, it would have to be a very big horse. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, sports car or camper van? Oh, I will, oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'll get camper van because um, 
the wife likes camper vans a lot. <laughs> you can fit the family in a camper van a little yeah. bit more easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's yeah, camper yeah. Van. yeah. And if you could eat only one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm testing you now. I appreciate that. One meal? Could I pick a culture? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it would definitely be something from Asia. Me Definitely. too. There's so many incredible things. Anything from Thailand is wonderful. Um, if I had to pick one thing, there's um, there's come something called a Shaolong Bao, which is um, okay. it is a dumpling filled with soup, and it's the most Ooh. amazing thing you'll ever taste if you've never had one before. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm going to try to find one of those in Brighton yeah, now. They're hard to find in the UK. I found um, they're, they're everywhere here. They're hard to find. But yeah, you should go and you should go and seek out a Shaolong Bao. Ooh, another reason to come to Sydney, mm. just as if I needed any more. <laughs> um, cinema or theatre? Oh, theatre, probably just. I'd Me like too. to say both, <laughs> but theatre, yeah. Theatre, self-catering or all-inclusive holiday? Definitely all-inclusive. I've not... I'm on a holiday, I'd like somebody else to do the cooking. And the washing up. And everything, yes. <laughs> what would you sing at karaoke night? Living on a prayer, badly. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> and finally, to finish, Disney or Netflix? Oh, it's so hard. I think I'll go Disney. Let's go Disney. Disney. Um, yeah, I think given the Disney World thing and um, and Star Wars, and I think I'll go Disney. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Well, great to get a bit more of a snapshot of yourself. And Henry, I'm going to pass over to you for what will be our final question. I must say, Mark, I agree with you there on, on the Disney front. Um, but we always finish um, with one final question, and that is, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone entering the industry? Um, what I did without really realising back in the day was, um, and, and it was just, I think, because I was keen uh, rather than um, planning anything, uh, was make myself indispensable. So make yourself indispensable. Um, you know, when I first started out, I told you I was making radio commercials, but at the weekend, they wanted somebody to work on the roadshow. So I worked on the roadshow for free, you know. Um, and from that, I learned how to, you know, um, I guess DJ in front of an audience, um, you know. And then um, from that, you, you just learn new things. So you go from working on the roadshow to then, you know, can there's, there's a thing that's called um, driving the show, which basically is when you're um, when you're you're on the radio, but nobody's there. <laughs> basically, you know, you might you might have a, a famous presenter, and, and you're you're putting in the adverts, and it's some kind of network show, and um, and um, so just just learn as much as you can. Make yourself um, indispensable. Learn more than one skill. I know in, in my day, you know, learning how to drive the roadshow or these kind of things. But now I think that you should uh, learn networking. I think that, and I don't mean like going out for beers. I mean 
Cisco and <laughs> this stuff um, because uh, it's really at the, the heart of most conversations. There's some level of, of networking. So I think that whatever you are, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, if you've got an interest in IT and uh, that you think you can grow, then, you know, learn um, networking and, and do it. Do it yourself. You know, do it, you know, do it at home. Do, um, you know, find an old computer and build some stuff in Linux and, you know, um, you know really learn about it um, because I think that uh, IP is going to be, is not going away. Is it really? Um, but um, now, if there's one, if there's one um, piece of advice, if you make yourself uh, somehow indispensable. Thank you so much. That is absolutely brilliant advice, and uh, one I might start implementing myself. So. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Mark. It, it, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you. Thank you for sharing your, your thoughts and your feelings and, and all of your advice. And um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Hope to see you at a trade show somewhere soon. You can count on that. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.neuco-group.com. You've been listening to The Tech That Connects Us.